Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Talking about Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Fly route, let's air it out. Topics, loaded like offense, cold centric, talking about it often. Stampede Blue, let's air it out. Welcome to another Stampede Blue Colts cast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Matt Danley. Thank you guys for joining me here again. Uh, similar to the other day, we've got a lot of uh, interviews here today with uh, some of the Colts and Frank Reich. Uh, we're going to play that through. We're going to play these uh, back-to-back. Andrew Luck, Frank Reich, si- uh, John Simon, then Matt Slauson. What we're going to do is just kind of do it like we did the other day. We're just going to run it straight through so you guys can hear the uncut audio from those interviews and kind of what these guys said and uh, my man Jake Arthur is going to join me on the back side of this and we're going to kind of talk about what we've seen so far thus far in camp what these guys uh, have been saying in interviews what stands out some of the commonalities between different people saying similar things uh, and so on and so forth so uh, stand back we got uh, Andrew Luck up first and uh, we'll talk to you guys on the back end of these. All right, so a couple of days down, how, how's it responding? Yeah, well, fun. Uh, I'll be honest, I, I had jitters like before game for that for that first practice, uh, which was a neat feeling. I hadn't felt that way in a long time, uh, so that, that was really cool. Uh, responding well, I think, you know, I think the name of the game for me is I've got to improve every day, and you know, feeling-wise, uh, technique-wise. Uh, there are some things that looked pretty silly uh, to me on film and then the second day we're a little better uh, and that's, that's sort of the approach and uh, got a chance to go out today and, and, and try and improve on the last time I was out there. Andrew, I'm curious, you sort of touched on but what tells you that you're where you need to be but yeah. you're not ready for Cincinnati? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I'm not, I, I guess not even thinking in that context, if you will. I I'm really trying to stay in this day as much as possible, and that's because uh, Cincinnati is so so far away. It really is, and there's so much work for all of us, you know, in this organization uh, to do. And I think if you start looking too far ahead, uh, you don't have the opportunity to get the most out of out of this day. Uh, so I'm I'm very happy about where I am today, and I'm going to go out and, and try and get better. And then we got an off day to recover again, and then and then back at it. But you know, for me, it's good walkthrough now we just had a good walkthrough and a lift and some meetings and you can get out to practice what, what was part the, of the what part of the practice you know you're, you're going against the defense for the first time yeah. in a while and all that so there's a lot of new things yeah what part felt good and what part was like whoa like, yeah the, i've done that in a while yeah the, the team drills like in translating the, the technique i want to use in it's it's obviously a lot easier to focus on back foot and front arm and throwing and arm slot and then all those things when you're, you're throwing to a spot or 
then it gets a little more difficult when you found a, a moving wide receiver and then seven on seven okay and then you put big guys in front of you and you're taking a snap and you're worried about blitzes and oh shoot what was the play call again you know <laughs> so all those things so trying to sort of keep a calm mind and, and, and translate the technique that I want to use into those team situations and, and not not revert back to old habits that I that I'd sort of built up uh yeah, throwing, handing off everything, just sort of the technique of playing quarterback, getting away from center, taking a snap where your eyes go. Uh, but especially the throwing technique, yeah, especially the throwing technique. Is that different? Subtle? Yeah, subtle differences, and I'm not going to get... Frank said we wouldn't notice. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it too much with you guys, but that is something that I am focused on. For example, yesterday, you did handoffs, but there was I think you did some drills where they were coming after you and you moved. How hard was it to restrain yourself and still not want to throw because you're used when you're yeah no your it's it's there's a weird there's, it's weird you know there, it's uh, you don't like not not being able to participate full practice but this is the plan that Frank and I and Chris and, and everybody that's helping sort of that we came up with them from the start and I know it's a plan to help me continue to get better and better and better and so you know when my part of practice is done coming here and start working and, and, and doing other things that I know will set me up to. You know, to, to keep getting better, and, and that, that really is the uh, the name of the game. But it is it is sort of a bit odd to reconcile. Like, oh, I'm out here, but I don't get to participate. And I get I get a little bit jealous of the other quarterbacks. Andrew, you talked you know, to Zach about how that is a big adjustment going from throwing to spots and what yeah. you did in the offseason to now you got 11 guys out yeah. there. But at the same time, it doesn't look like it's been a big jump for you. Yeah. Is it there feels like bit, it. Right, <laughs> is there a Sometimes, little bit of, uh, uh, riding, you know, riding a bike again. Yeah, nature the this? second day, it, it, things seemed to calm down or slow down per se a lot. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Remember this. Remember that. I think the first day, I was nervous. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was excited. I, I, there was a certain element of unknown that I was wasn't quite sure, you know, what what was going to happen. It was also very fun. You know, it was, it was really enjoyable to be out there with the guys and be able to focus on getting better at practice not just getting through practice and sort of surviving and, and surviving to the next one um but you know there's certain things i think especially that second day after getting to dinner about settled in it's like okay yeah that, that that's this that's this that's this that, that's this and you know, obviously the there is a lot to think about as a quarterback but the more that's that's just drilled into you instinctually and uh, the faster you can play, the calmer your mind can be, and that's that's what all of us are working towards. Andrew, is there any pain post practice, and if there is, what's that level? No, no, no pain. Soreness, tiredness, for sure, and, and you know, stresses on my arm that are that that are different. Stresses on shoot, stresses on everybody's bodies at this camp camp that that are different, and uh, you know, being able to recover and get back to the next one, and then use the sort of days where I'm I'm not throwing at practice as a as a recovery lifting training day uh you know I still very much believe in that to get me to the point where I want to be you know feeling wise uh so using those are those are important when you the ball the ball is coming out a little quicker do you feel that that the ball is coming out quicker in this offense yeah I think there's a there's a pretty conscious effort to get the ball into into, into wide receivers running backs tight ends hands you know that's Helps the line, helps the quarterbacks, help, helps everybody. On another subject, uh, have you had any kind of a long conversation with Quentin Nelson? Is that is any that kind possible? of a long conversation? Yeah, absolutely, I have. I, yes, I, I have. I, uh, it's a how? good group of rookies. How? Basically, by me telling them how much I think Notre Dame stinks. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we we we've we've talked a lot. He's a good dude. 
he's probably got the broadest back I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a he's got a very funny sense of humor. Uh, he's he's fitting in very well. Are you sure you about, about that? You talk about the, I am. You talk about the nervousness of the first yeah. practice and the certainty being hurdles. Won't you have those going forward? Seattle, there's going to be. Oh some, yeah. And then when you get past that hurdle, then you got yeah. then you do have Cincinnati. Oh area. yeah, and, and and every day there'll be new hurdles, and and that's exciting. It is exciting to me. And again, Jeff, I don't, you know, looking too far down the road is something that I am not going to do. Because you've and, done it. And we're, yeah, and we're not going to do as a team. We know we've got a, a practice today, you know, under the lights on a Sunday night uh, in a beautiful, it's, it's been beautiful weather, my gosh, couldn't ask for anything better in camp. Uh, and, and we're excited for that. As, as, your, as, your, as your timing goes, Andrew, with your receivers, how's, how's, is that something that takes a yeah. lot of time also to trying to get the rhythm back uh, with those guys? Yes and no. Uh, like there's some things, you know, T.Y. and I have played a lot of ball together. Jack Doyle and I have played a lot of ball together. So I'm not, you know, there's things that I'm not so worried about that. And there are some new guys, Ryan Grant, Eric Ebron, per se, that, that I've got to figure out right, how, how do they move, how do their, how do their bodies, bodies work. They've got to figure the same out for me. So being intentional and effective with everything that we do, I think, is very, very important. Have you let it rip yet? Yeah, I think I think so. A couple times. There's a couple throws that second day that I felt very good, very very good about, and, and the team drills. I guess, I'm talking. Is that more like what the defense is doing? Like, you know, like you're not gonna just do it just to do it. You're gonna wait until the guy's open deep, 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 <laughs> deep, 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 deep. No, I think <laughs> ripping is a very subjective term, but I felt very good about about some of the throws that on day two, different spots of the short, intermediate, a little deeper. Uh, we're just, it, it, oh, I'd be happy with that in the game. So you know, squeezing really the ball in tight coverage. Yeah, I mean, the right, the timing, the anticipation, the trajectory of the ball, I think it all, all goes into play. All you right, guys. Said Thank you, you, your arm, you said you know, that your arm strength, you know, that's something you'd have mm-hmm. to continue to build up, but uh, are you seeing that come as well? Yeah, I think so. And like, I'm not taking it. My arm needs to be at least 10 yards better today than it was the other day. That's 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 a weird world to live in. But yeah, does it feel better? Is my body, you know, there's sort of the sea legs get under me per se. The football legs get under. I, you know, I, th- I think I'll, I'll, I'll see noticeable improvement over over some chunks of time. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online. That's my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use my promo code Blue Colts when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. 
you guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online. That's my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use my promo code Blue Colts when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. Coach, um, kind of intentionally set up Andrew's schedule to mimic the regular season week. So is today kind of game day for him in that regard? No, not yet. I mean, oh, you're right. We, we are trying to set it up like that. There are some nu- nuances because of the training camp rhythm. It's just kind of hard to totally mimic it. So today is just more like a normal Wednesday or Thursday work day. With him, um, what do you need to see in Grand Park that will dictate how much you feel like he needs to play in the preseason? What, what elements in practice do you need to see that will affect, okay, he needs X amount of quarters in the preseason? Um, you know, I, I'm going into this from the very start. He was full go, fully cleared for everything. Yeah, we have some planned rest days. But in my mind, um, the amount that he plays is I'm, I'm, he's 100 percent in my mind. And sure, he's getting better and we're all making progress. But uh, we'll plan him playing accordingly, um, you know, based on how much we would want to play our starting quarterback and maybe a little bit more, you know, just because he didn't play last year, but not. I don't think astronomically more than, than, than we would have. You've seen him, and you saw him in videos when he was in California throwing up, but just seeing him throw against defenders out there, there's, has there been anything that you've been like, okay, you can really see him slowly getting back to what he was before the first two well, days? Without a doubt. I mean, you know, the, obviously you guys saw the, the, go, the go route to, to Kane, which was really nice, the timing and rhythm of it. A couple sail routes. Um, there, there have been four or five throws that like oh yeah I mean that looks a hundred percent like normal and then there have been one or two that you know just need to work through and continue to get better so um, I I love being around players in general just because you know they're all perfectionists and never satisfied and wanting to get better and and uh, so I I think we're going to continue to see progression but that would be normal. Coach over the past four years you've gone from play caller in San Diego to being the coordinator in Philly. How do you marry the two, considering the quarterbacks that you had, like a, a Phillip Rivers, and then you go to a Carson Wentz rookie year to the bounce back year or to the second year? How do you put that all together with a guy like Andrew Luck, who's kind of in a, has been in similar situations to Wentz coming back and then had, in the past, has been so good like, you know, Rivers? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, every, every quarterback is unique, so, but you learn with, from each of them and, uh, and you draw from from those experiences. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's really fun. One of the highlights for me has been, you know, just not just the on the field stuff, but talking to Andrew about how we call a game and and what we think and what he thinks and how he feels about plays and about the rhythm of calls and the progression of calls. So that that will build that'll build with time. 
And that's that's one of the reasons, by the way, why you know some of the stuff we do in practice over the next month is you know not every period is scripted. You know, we're, we'll call some periods like it's a game. You know, where where Flus doesn't know. You know, I don't. The coaches don't know what the down distance is going to be. You know, we'll we'll just roll with it, and then so we can talk through things like that. Any update on like Costanzo and Howard? How soon you hope to get those guys back? Yeah, I mean, we don't want to rush them, but hopefully pretty soon. I mean, it was a pretty unique situation. You know, I mean, most teams, right, come in with 15. You know, we got 15 offensive linemen. Most teams do, and yesterday we were working with eight. Um, so we want those guys to get back, but you just can't rush it. And the good news is it was it was unique, you know, because we're day three and, and we're working with eight linemen. But some of those things were, you know, these guys are right on the cusp. They're right on the cusp. So we just got to be careful not to rush it because at the same time, you know, we're really getting the advantage of, you know, we had eight guys yesterday. A, they're getting a lot more work. B, they're having to play multiple positions. You know, we're putting Braden Smith at right tackle and moving guys around. Um, so there's some benefit to that as well. But we want to get them all healthy and playing. Let's say because that's a spot that you need cohesion. Then. No doubt. And, and we all know, right? Anybody who's been around this game knows that, you know, you got two dynamics going on. When you got five guys up front, the more they play together, the better you're going to be. I mean, I don't care what – that's just the better you're going to be. But then you have to deal with the reality of that normally doesn't play out like that in the season. So you got to find a way, you know, you got to find a way to get it. But at some point, we got to get five guys playing together so we can grow. Was, Mewart, was that a rest day for Mewart? Yeah, it was just a re- planned rest day. Speaking of Braden, it seems like he's just kind of been behind Matt Slauson throughout the offseason now into camp as well. Is that more of just you guys love Matt Slauson, or do you need to see more out of Braden Smith before he can yeah, that starting job? It, yeah, I think it's both. You know, I mean, Slauson, you know, we brought Matt in here. I mean, he's got, you know, he's a pro, man. This guy's with toughness, attitude, smart. Um, and, you know, Braden just has to prove himself. So uh, it's competitive, and, you know, best man will play. And, the great thing about those guys, it is competitive, but yet they help each other. Slauson's a real pro, so he's helping all those guys, all, all those young guys, so it's a pretty good dynamic. Has Quentin Nelson done anything yet that made you take notice? And Have you been able to have longer conversations with him than we have? Um, no. <laughs> no, I really haven't. Um, he did approach me in the hallway yesterday. And uh, I was a little shocked and, uh, <laughs> because it was first day in pads. And uh, I won't get into the details of, of uh, what he was saying exactly, but let's just say he was excited to be in pads <laughs> and was encouraging me to call runs uh, <laughs> in a particular run that he could block in a certain way. So that kind of got me fired up. Uh, yeah, and then on the field, you know, I think all our guys are making progress. But, I mean, he turned a few heads yesterday. I think everybody saw it. I mean, He's just really strong, and um, but also it's the total package. It's being strong, it's having good feet, and then it's having that demeanor. And so that it was a good start for him yesterday. Frank, as you look at Andrew's schedule, you guys are off tomorrow. Does that count as one of his days? How does that work? So will he practice on Tuesday? Yeah, How does, yeah, no, does that break question. down? Yeah. Um, yes, I mean, again, this is the oddity. of We have several of these days where we go four days in a row and then have a day off. So... Um, it, it's not the perfect scenario as far as that goes, but the rest is good because, you know, for him, rest is, uh, you know, he's working hard at all the other off-the-field stuff, which uh, which enables us to be aggressive and attack when he's on the field. So, yeah, it's all planned in, um, but, again, we're still not in the perfect rhythm of a season, but uh, it's still a good situation. So he'll practice Tuesday, if he will? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know yet what that will look like next week for him? It'll yeah. be the same thing. It'll be uh, – we got four days. 
So the first two days that he'll be on, the third day we back off a little bit in practice, and then that fourth day is a night practice again. So, I, you know, I just want him practicing that night practice. And then the other reason to do that is, A, to get him on the night practice, B, if he went three if he went three on like a season and then off, and then the next day would be off, he'd have two days off in a row, and we don't want to do that. With the low numbers on the okay, offensive line and kind of the increased reps yesterday, was it a chance to get Nelson maybe a little tired and see him fight through a little adversity? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they all got tired. I mean, you know, And then we had a no-huddle period in there. You know, one of our periods was a no-huddle period, and we only had eight guys, and we went three groups and ran a lot of plays. So it was good to get those guys fatigued a little bit. Is it good to see them fight through that? I mean, this yeah, no, yeah. No, I mean, that's training camp. That's definitely part of training camp. And that was one thing that showed up with him. You know, he didn't break down. I mean, he's got that mentality, and he's like, I'm never going to get tired, and that, that's really what we want. It's a completely new defensive scheme, and, and uh, you know, I think it's going well. I think we, we look decent out there. Definitely a lot of things to improve on, but that's what training camp's for. John, what do you like about this new defense? Well, I like that they want us to be violent and aggressive, and, and I think as a defensive front, that's what you want, and uh, I think we got the guys to do it. Theoretically, it's a seamless transition for you going back to your days in Ohio State. Is this more fun? Is it more kind of, you know, going from one to the other, you know, between being in Houston and Indy last year, you were kind of in a very similar scheme coming to this this year. Is it just riding a bike? Well, it's a completely different scheme. I've been a stand-up linebacker, but, I mean, like I think I talked to you guys before, football players are football players, and, and when you go out there and, you know, you got to tackle the guy with the ball, so... Uh, I think guys just have an instinct for that and know how to do it, and as long as we're out there doing that, it's a good time. Is it naturally just more fun, this game, in your position where you're at? Well, it's different. I don't know if it's any more fun or less fun. I mean, like I said, I have a great time when I'm out there with the, with the guys anyway, so it doesn't really matter what kind of scheme I'm in. I'm trying to go out there, have a good time, and, and have fun with my teammates. Is it less thinking and more reacting in this kind of deal? Yeah, I definitely think it's it's a little less thinking. Uh we're we're just they want us to go upfield and be disruptive and and that's what a four three is to penetrate the line of scrimmage and, and kind of disrupt the offensive line and and I like I said I think it's, I think it's been going decent we got a lot of things to improve on but uh you know that's what training camp's for and I think we're we're making the right strides. How much were you guys up front itching to get the pads on because I know the off season's kind of you mm-hmm. can only do so much. Yeah, well we were definitely itching to get the pads on. I think the offense was too and. The OTAs, you could only learn so much about someone. And, to, and then once the pads come on, you play some real football and, and find out what's what. And uh, I think we had a good first day. Tonight will be another good one and recover tomorrow. John, what, if anything, have you learned about Quentin Nelson? He's a good player. I think he, he's he's come in. He's done well. Uh, he's learning. He's a, he's open. He's coachable. Uh, he sang a great song this morning. And <laughs> he's doing well. What do you sing? You have to ask him. I can't remember what he's saying. I, I mean, he did a good job. He's one of the better ones I've seen as a rookie. Yeah. Is that the guys make the rookies do their thing this morning? That, like, just him. Just oh. him. Yeah. <laughs> he did a nice job, though. I was surprised. Did you guys do, did you guys do the talent show and all that at the end? You guys do that here? I think it depends on, on the, what the rookie class kind of puts together. Okay. So we'll see. Gotcha. How would you assess some of the rookies so far in their progress, like uh, Toure and Taekwon Lewis? I, th- I think they're very polished, and they're coming in. They look good. Uh, you know, we've got Taekwon inside, and he's coming from Ohio State, so, you know, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I mean, they both look very good. They've both, they're both got a lot of potential, and, and they're out there working, and they're listening to the older guys, and, and that's all you want as a rookie, and I think they're going to contribute definitely. John, I mean, a lot of us, me included, kind of wondered how this transition to, 
to end would go for you. But mm-hmm. it feels like maybe yesterday was a reminder when when you are in pads, you're, you're a different guy in pads, and maybe that's where you're truly appreciated. That's where you can be truly appreciated. Is that physicality, how big a part of that your game is that? Well, I think football has a lot of physicality, and, and anytime you get the pads on, you want to definitely go out there and try to be the most physical guy on the team, and, and we got a lot of guys like that. But, uh, you know, OTAs are, are great and all, but once you get the pads on and start playing real football, you kind of figure out what's what. Yeah. What's the excitement level of having the opportunity to have a night practice in front of the fans, and what's the difference in that, that atmosphere? Yeah, it's nice. We like, I know the guys like these open practices and having the fans there to cheer them on. It gives you a little extra juice going out there, and, and tonight I uh, – I think it's going to be a good one and give us a couple extra hours to recover so hopefully we can perform a little better out there. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use my promo code BLUECOLTS when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use my promo code BLUECOLTS when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. What 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 has impressed you most about him? You being a vet and now a kid fresh out of college. Uh, well, it's, uh, it's very, very obvious. He was, he's a well, well coached player come, coming out of college. Um, I think, uh, Easton was his coach, uh, and, uh, uh, and he did a really good, good job with, with him. Uh, other than that, he's got very impressive physical tools, big body guy, wide body, you know, huge back and, uh, shoulders and chest. Um, uh, he just brings a lot of, a lot of power. Um, but then also you've got his, uh, 
young bulldog tenacity. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch. How can you improve his game? Well, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of the athletic tools that that he's he's got, but I consider myself a big-bodied guy also, and I like to uh, um, bring kind of a nastiness my, myself. So. Um, what what I'm going to try to do with him is 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 just help him grow in the game as fast as fast as he can because um, there's a lot of a lot of things that that happen in the tre- trenches and uh, 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 you know the more I can I can kind of speed him up in that uh, the better off we're going to be as a group. Have you had much conversation with him outside of football? Because he's like a mystery man. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't talk much. Well, honestly, as offensive linemen, we're all pretty different, um, so so he fits in well. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we we hang hang out a lot. We have a lot of fun. Uh, um, uh, me as a 32 year old guy, it's there's there's a gen- generational gap gap there. Uh, <laughs> but but no, it's, it's 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 been a lot of fun getting getting to, to know him. Did you hear him sing this morning? I did. <laughs> well, what did he say? And this is—we're trying to find out what he sang. Uh, some, some song, uh, by some guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Sound like me, right? Yeah. Uh, You're the worst DJ ever. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I I heard it was an Uncle Cracker song, but that's outside my typical genre. So, okay. Well, Jack Mehor said he's funny. Yeah. I mean, what makes him funny? What what, what did he? Did, what did he? Can you give an example where you like? Holy, wow, this guy actually does have a sense of humor. Well, I mean, there's a lot of examples, but none I can share. <laughs> but he, he is a very, very funny guy. You've been in the league a long time. I mean, you've seen a lot of, been a part of a lot of different units. Is this unit this year unique in any way to you? Um, it's, like I said, it's, it's early. Um, we're just trying to do everything we, we, we can to build and grow as a unit, um, get our co- cohesiveness going. Um, but I can say that I'm, that I'm really impressed with where we are right now. Um, guys are trying to be physical. They're trying to learn, be in the right, right spots. Um, uh, the work ethic here, there's, there's no short, shortage of that. Why did you decide to sign here? What, what brought you here? Uh, I have a relationship with uh, with some of the co- coaches here, and I liked uh, the direction they were going. Obviously, you get a chance to play with a quarterback like a- a- Andrew. Um, that always makes makes things a lot a lot easier. Um, but I think uh, being part of uh, uh, I don't want to say a re- rebuild because it's not really a rebuild of the O line. But uh, kind of a mentality shift of an O line. You know, I've 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 been part of that at a lot of stops, and uh, and that's that's something I pride pride myself in. Um, so anytime I can have an opportunity for that, uh, uh, I'm excited for it. How yes. much is the run game being stressed right now with you guys as far as how you want to uh, approach that this this season? The running game is always stressed. I mean, that's uh, we. We understand the NFL is a pa- pa- passing league, but everywhere I've been, the running game is always stressed. Um, uh, it just makes everything easier. Uh, we want to be a physical offensive line. Um, it's going to make things easier for Andrew. It's going to open up the pa- passing game. Um, plus, it's just a heck of a lot more more fun. So.
Yesterday, uh, in the one-on-one drills against the defensive line, it was pretty evident that the interior is going to be a physical group. Uh, Ryan Kelly has mentioned you guys being nasty on a couple occasions. Uh, what's that mean to you guys, just being being a group that plays through the whistle and actually kind of puts the fear in the defensive line? Well, that's that's uh, that's always the goal is, uh, um, you know, being a physical group together. Um, but... Uh, but I mean, especially on the inside, the more Mahler mentality you can have, uh, it's it's just going to open a lot of things things up. It'll make a lot of things easier. Like I said, on An- Andrew on the backs, um, and 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 it's a heck of a lot more more fun um, because this is a hard hard game, and and part of the fun of it is is taking some somebody's will play after play after play, and that's. Uh, and that's some, something we're going to continue to build on and grow on. With Andrew coming back from injury, do you think you guys will uh, be a little more cognizant in enforcing the defense? Let him know it's not going to be cool to, to put many hands on him after uh, after a certain time. <laughs> yeah. Well, the goal is to never have any hands uh, hands on him at any time. Um, but uh, the deep defense knows. The defense is smart. They they know how important Andrew is to to us. But. Uh, uh, you know we're 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 gonna do do our absolute best to have to have that sit, sit situation never come up mm-hmm. against opponents as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back, Jake Arthur from Colts.com, joining me here on the Colts Cast. All right, Jake. So we one of the things that we've heard throughout training camp is the hustle. Uh, everybody wants to be on the same page. Everybody's loving the new system defensively, offensively. It seems like Frank Reich's got a real good hold on these guys. Mm-hmm. From what Andrew has said, from his comeback to the receivers just wanting to go out and prove something, what are, what are one of the things that you've noticed over the first several days of camp that you think kind of stands out to you among several of the players? Uh, well, right now we're just kind of seeing – there's really not a lot of definition to several of the position groups. Um, some of that can be attributed to guys like uh, Austin Howard and Anthony Costanzo still being on, I think, NFI, the NFI list. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of guys rotate, and a lot of different guys are getting work with the first and second team offense and defense. Uh, so there's a lot of guys who are giving a, a legit chance, who are getting a legit chance to actually compete to start. Um, everyone is showing hustle. You don't see anyone kind of slagging off or anything like that. So it's been really up-tempo. Um, in particular, Matt Eberflus is fun to watch. He spends a lot of time during position drills with the linebackers. Uh, I actually think he's led the linebackers in their position drills all every day. Uh, every he is day a fiery dude, huh? He is. He's fun to watch. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just a real fun group to watch. Everything is pretty up-tempo. Um, you're going to hear, uh, you know, here in a bit, Frank Reich was talking about they've done some things during the live, like 11 on 11 portions of practice that aren't scripted so that they can adapt to things that they didn't see coming. They're just kind of freeballing it and letting some things happen uh, just to see what the reactions are. And because, you know, the, throughout the season, things do get unpredictable and you're going to have to adjust to certain things that you just didn't see coming. So it's better to kind of attack that type of stuff now. Um, 
So it's it's just a totally different feel this summer. One of the and, and you mentioned this, but one of the things that I've noticed the most it seems is that and, and I and I kind of stress this about Dion Kane of just his uh, willingness to get in as soon as his you know as soon as he's up he's on the line. But that's kind of the theme with a lot of these guys. You see it once that horn blows to end a drill, the next drill everybody's running. There's no lollygag dancing in between, you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There, there's just really getting getting after it. It seems with this team and 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 for what it's worth, when we listen to Frank right talk there's it just seems we're getting even though it uh, you know some of this is coach speak no matter what comes out of their mouth because there's just not a lot they're going to give in certain questions Mm -hmm. but man it just there just seems to be uh, a more I wouldn't say necessarily a business type approach but it seems like everything that they're giving us is somewhat informative in one way or another they just want to be better they want to be good um, offense, you know, they, we know who the leaders are. We, we heard that from Chester yesterday. You know, we've seen that T.Y. is still, you know, the unquestioned best receiver on this team. But there's so much, there is so much uh, competition at every position here. Mm-hmm. And the, the linebackers are really interesting to me. I've gotten kind of the feeling that we may or may not have. I, I just don't feel like we're going to have that big of a downfall with that unit. It seems like they are young, they are inexperienced, granted, all that. And and that is going to come into play at certain aspects during the season. But overall, I think this group's exactly what they want. Their speed, they're they're focused. These guys are willing to put their asses on the line, you know, to really get things done. And we're seeing that with multiple position groups. But I like it more, and I pay attention to it more, I think, with the linebackers, just because it's been one of those groups where, wow, this is so wide open. Yeah, it's probably the most wide open group, honestly. A lot of people get down on the linebackers and say that the Colts just don't have any or whatever because they don't know anything about them. It's not that the Colts don't have any linebackers. It's a, it's a very young, unproven group. And there have been guys who have kind of stepped up. I mean, there's only so much you can see in practice when they're not actually tackling and, and everything like that. But you see guys flying to the ball and things like that. You, you see guys being in the right place at the right time and always being around the ball by the time the play is over. And I think through the preseason and everything, you will see some linebackers start to get a little notice. And you were talking about uh, it's a very business-like approach all over the place, and there's not a whole lot of showboating and things like that. Um, Everyone we've talked to, we're obviously talking to a lot of guys out here who have been making some noise, and they've been playmakers. I have, I've encountered nothing uh, but guys being humble so far. Uh, There's you know, in recent years, we've kind of had guys maybe seem like they think they've arrived, things like that. Everyone out here is saying all the right things. They want to work for everything. They want to prove themselves to their coaches, staff members, their teammates. I, I see a lot of accountability so far. Um, maybe in, in recent time, that's been something that has, has lacked in a couple different areas. But, I mean... As far along as you can see those types of things looking so far at this point in the summer, they, they do look good. Right. And when and, and as you say, when we talk about this, you know, uh, Grixon had his guys, and if there was something to go wrong, he might, uh, you know, might let him slack on it. Uh-huh. Uh, Pagano was more like Uncle Chuck. Frank Reich seems like the dad that you don't want to disappoint comes in, you know what I mean, very, uh, mm-hmm. very in tune to what he wants. A lot of these players, as you said, uh, seem to be willing to work for everything they got. Yeah. They don't want to just 
be put in a in a position for a year. They want to earn it for yeah. the long haul. Guys like Deion Kane and Darius Leonard at this point have a lot to be proud about, and even a, a lot they could be. I don't want to say cocky because cocky just means you're kind of an a hole. But like they got a lot of things they could gloat about to this point. Right. But I, we've talked to both of them in the last couple of days. Neither has been that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they both have talked about coming in and working as hard as possible. I think I heard Leonard say that he wanted to work 110%, maybe five times. Right. Like, these guys do want to prove themselves. They don't just want everyone to hang on to a few plays they made. They want to be consistent and earn everything that they have gotten. Right. And, I mean, moving on to the corners. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but it's really every position, uh, Jake. These guys are running a rotation through everything. We're seeing Braden Smith at right tackle. We're mm-hmm. seeing some movement. And a lot of that's out of necessity because of who they've got available and who's healthy and so on. Yep. But at the same time, they're just really rotating. It's really difficult to see who they really like. You're seeing a couple of the similar groups come out and ones initially. But after that, there's really a super heavy rotation. So, I mean, Absolutely. Uh, is there anything we can gain from that aside from they're just trying to make sure that they, uh, uh, you know, uncover every stone, make sure that everybody is given the, the right opportunity to prove themselves on the field? Um, is there anything more than that you think that we can take from it, or is it just that? I, I do think it shows some depth, uh, particularly at corner where uh, that, that might be the group where you point out to say it has the least depth on the team, but they at least have four guys they really, really like. Um, We've seen Quincy Wilson, Pierre Desir, Kenny Moore, and Nate Hairston. They've all played with the first team, and they've all played with the second team. We've seen Hairston and Moore both alternate in the nickel with the first and second units. It means they have four guys that they want to see playing time, and they're just trying to give them all enough run to see who who they want to put where. So I think that's a really bright spot there. Uh, the offensive line, like you said, that's been a little more out of necessity because Costanzo and uh, Howard have not been around yet because they're on the non-football injury list. Uh, Muhort had a Veterans Day off yesterday. I think they're gonna kind of they're gonna kind of keep him as a maintenance guy for a while. He's gonna have his his days on and off because he's got the knees. But um, I, I think. Silver lining, it shows that there is some depth, and maybe some of the guys who wouldn't normally get reps are getting much needed reps. You always hear that there's no there's no better learning tool than experience. Well, those guys are getting that experience, so can't really complain there. Right, and if you guys are hearing some of the the passerby in the background, our studio right now is the parking lot, so there are <laughs> going to be a little bit of car action. You're going to hear a little bit of noise from that, and some people they're playing this flag football. Uh, tournament over here and it's really fun to watch actually we've been kind of catching uh, taking in a little bit of it Mm -hmm. ourselves but um, moving on Jake to the offensive line this is another position like I said they're doing it out a lot largely out of necessity Mm -hmm. with the rotation but this is a a group that we all have acknowledged and, and people nationally are starting to acknowledge that it's deep we see the, the meanness out of Quentin Nelson. We heard today from Matt Slauson, who said that he also wants to, uh, uh, you know, impose his will, and that's kind of the theme among the offensive line, to impose their will. 
um, on each and every play. This is a fun group to watch. It, there's right. a, there's a lot that's left to be desi- uh, you know to f- be figured out with the group, but with Costanzo and Howard still on the NFI, um, we are getting a little bit of a sense of why or how the, how uh, to see that depth. We're actually seeing that it is evident because they're moving guys in and out, and they're just trying to find guys to fit and find guys who can fill in. But the starting group, I think, is fairly. Um, I'd say as long as you know Costanzo and Howard both come off that NFI fairly soon, that Reich seems to believe that they will. I think we've got a fairly mm-hmm. defined starting group uh, in, in this group. But that right guard situation kind of has me flummoxed a little bit because I'm looking at Slauson and we see that he's that leader. They've talked about that. Everybody on the offensive line's talking about him being the leader and helping guys. Uh, but we also have a lot of experience and a lot of ac- uh, skill with Jack Muhort. It's a fun group to watch right now because mm-hmm. of that, and that's not something we've had the 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 desire or not. We just haven't had the ability to see that in in years past. It just hasn't been there. Yeah, and I, I would agree that you think you have your starting five on paper. Um, it sucks that they haven't been able to get anything out of Austin Howard yet, but he was there in the in the spring, I believe. So they've at least seen that. Um, there's been a couple things that make you wonder what they're up to or what they're looking at. Uh, for example, we've seen Jack Muhor at left tackle a bit. Uh, that's interesting for mm-hmm. you know a guy with kind of the lower body struggles he's had to be out sometimes isolated on, on the end. Uh, Joe Hay gets center. Uh, that, that's another thing you, you wonder about because uh, really we've seen him at tackle and guard, so have they just seen enough of that to where they want to give him as many reps as possible at center to catch up or to his ability? he might play there. Yeah, to, to catch up to his abilities so that they think he could play all three spots equally at, at a high level. Um just things like that. You're you're getting to see kind of interesting things with the with the two with the two tackles out, and we've seen more from Tyreek Burwell than we ever have, really. Mm-hmm. Um, something I've, I've thought was interesting. You know, I I think we can all assume Quentin Nelson will be the starting left guard week one. They've given him as many reps as possible. I've seen him out there with the second and third teams also. Not because that's the unit he'll be a part of, but because I think they're just trying to give him as much exposure as possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're able to do some some interesting things to keep an eye out for kind of capitalizing on, on Costanzo and uh, and Howard not being out there. Uh, when I when I asked, I asked Frank Reich, kind of a, I wanted to, get his feeling on his first couple years calling plays in San Diego, 2014 and 15, um, had Philip Rivers at his disposal, a guy who's been in the league forever, is really underrated, really good, had a ton of attempts. They didn't run the ball very much there in San Diego with, uh, with right calling the plays. Then he goes to Philly, 2016 and 17, uh, much more uh, on the running game, much more emphasis on that. Top 10 in the league in attempts both of those years. Um, this is, you know, now he's coming into a season with a guy who's been proven to an extent with Andrew Luck, but he's also in sort of a, a gra- moving from the ground up, almost like he was, or almost like Carson Wentz was in 2016 mm-hmm. and Frank's first year as offensive coordinator there in Philly. I thought that 
Frank's response was was in was was interesting in that he feels like he has to see everything from him and that he's basically going to marry this offense to what not only helps Andrew Luck but helps the offense in general there's no real it doesn't seem like there's a guideline for this he seems like he's going to have a lot of options for play calls uh, on on each and you know they have their sheet they have their you know first and first and ten their third and long type situational plays but not only that in addition to that the situational play calling seems to be something that Frank Reich really embodies Mm -hmm. the the ability to move with what's on the field the personnel like he said we don't tell them with whether it's a first down snap or a third down snap the defense we want to see who's going to do what on what downs that to me is an interesting approach in that we're going to see a lot of you know just like he said when he first got hired he's going to be multiple this offense is going to be have a lot of different looks and we're going to look for versatility in all these guys Mm -hmm. this is a much more impactful offense in my opinion with a 100 percent andrew luck and the skill set that they've got uh in the backfield and in the wide receiver room with the youth and their ability and 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 length uh you add that to a, a seasoned offensive line and this offense you know has real real potential Oh, absolutely. I'm, I mean, they're obviously under the radar now. The Colts just kind of are a lot of people's a lot of people's doormat. But if you look at all the ingredients this offense has, like how could it not be productive? Right. I think everyone's in agreement. The offensive line on paper is much better. Mm-hmm. It's got depth now. Um, a lot of people don't really know anything about the receivers outside of T.Y. Hilton, but at the least Ryan Grant is a decent possession guy. Right. And Chester Rogers can give you some chunk plays. Tight end Jack Doyle's a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Eric Ebron is an ultimate mismatch at tight end. He's a tight end that you can get plays downfield to like a receiver sometimes. So all the, the and Naheem Hines, right. ultimate weapon right there. Right. Uh, and Sir, looks like it too. Yeah. And Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator, said during the spring, uh, it kind of reminds him of Dexter McCluster, who he had in, in Kansas City. Opponents don't know, is he going to be a receiver this week? Is he going to be a running back? What are we going to do with him? Because he can do it all. Yeah, yeah, he's out in the slots with uh, ones and twos. Oh, yeah, we've seen him outside in the slot, in the backfield, doing everything, taking reverses, kickoff team. He's done everything so far, and he works hard. You and I were just there for media availability, and he was off to the side with someone getting work on the jugs machine. He's going to be good. he'll, He'll be a weapon. I don't see how... They won't be able to do. They'll. They should be able to do just about anything. Mm-hmm. And when you were asking Reich about you know his time in in San Diego compared to his time in Philadelphia, um, you know with Philip Rivers, he had the luxury of having a gunslinging quarterback who you can throw the ball six hundred times in a season, whatever you right. know. Like he had Philip Rivers, he's not worried about that. He knows what can do that if he has to. Yeah, for sure. With Carson Wentz. <laughs> He has a real young guy. He had Wentz for his first and second year. So, you know, you kind of – you can't completely open the playbook yet. Uh, but that explains a lot of the running. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Philly also had a pretty good offensive line, which allows running. So, yeah, uh, Reich is not going to fit square pegs into round holes. He's going to work with the personnel he has. And luckily for him, it looks like – this offense will be able to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, there, there's not one bell cow running back. 
but they've said multiple times they think all six guys that they have have three down ability. You know, they can some of them can pass protect maybe better than others. Uh, they can run and catch. So, you know, they'll, they'll be able to do just about anything. There, there will be times where they come up against tough defenses, especially in the division they're in, but they have the ability to do anything an offense should be able to do. Yeah. And what, if, what if anything, did you glean from what John Simon said as we kind of wrap up for the, for the show? Uh, I think it's just, I think it's just good that he's, he's just a ball now player too, man. Yeah, he is. Like I, I've been asked about it with him being the defensive end instead of linebacker. Oh, that's good for the show. Yeah. <laughs> so in the spring, he told us that he was just kind of. It, it was he has experience as a defensive end in a three point stance back at Ohio State. He's been in the league five six years now, so it's been a while. He had he just he told us he really just had to get used to coming out of a three point stance again as opposed to standing up. Mm. He's had months to do it now, right. so I'm sure he's fine again. Like he did it for a long time before, and he's he's back working with the first unit at defensive end for the past two days. Uh, he's been very productive in my eyes. He's gotten into the backfield both against the run and the pass. Now, again, the Colts are without Costanzo and Howard, so they're, they've got second-team offensive tackles going up against first-team defensive ends. Right. Um, but it's not been this huge struggle that a lot of people thought. Like, yes, he's undersized and maybe doesn't have the strength or body type you would look for, but Simon's always one with effort. and like he He's your stereotypical gr- gritty gym rat effort guy you know what I mean like he's that football player you know he doesn't have any one defining athletic attribute he just wins with effort and that's what he's done out here too he's he's been just as productive rushing the passer and getting into the backfield as a defensive end out here as he was as a linebacker last year right and one of the things about him is we keep counting him out I mean kind of collectively collectively he's being counted out right now Mm -hmm. as being that starter that it's more than plausible that John Simon is the starter opposite Jabal Sheard again this year. Could be. And it doesn't even have to mean anything about uh, Terrell Basham or Kamoko Toure or anything. Um, you know, our, our colleague out here, Zach Kiefer, for the star, he's mentioned multiple times, John Simon is just too good of a football player to keep off the field. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he he may not have a defining role or anything, but he's just good. He, has, he gives a ton of effort. He has a high motor. He's someone all the other teammates can look up to. I, I don't see why he couldn't be a starter. And, yeah. again, it's more about him than it is the guys who would then be behind him. Right. And you also have to remember that they want this defensive line to come in waves. Mm-hmm. They want, I think it was, they want like eight guys on the defensive line who should be playing at a starting level. Right. So, I mean – they don't really see it as they have four starting defensive linemen. They see it as they have eight starting defensive linemen. Some of them just have to be on the field first. You right. know what I mean? So it's not an indictment on anyone if John Simon wins a starting job. Other than himself for, for earning it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it, and that's just – we were talking about that kind of before we went into the media uh, portion. And, and I think that that – I think that's exactly right, to be, you know, perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, as we wrap up, Jake, the Colts tonight have practice at 6.15. Uh, pending the weather, it could be moved inside. 
Uh, apparently, they're they're saying the first 500 people that's going to be a madhouse. Yeah, um, that's if it's canceled before 6:15. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so we're moving on to practice. What, I mean, what I would like to see tonight, I want to see some of these other wide receivers. We've had a lot of talk about Deion Kane. We've had, we don't, you know, we don't really talk much about Ty necessarily, but we know what he's got, what he brings. Mm-hmm. I want to see Reese Fountain. A lot of people are wanting to see what he does because he's not been a guy that we've really talked a whole bunch about as standing out amongst the crowd or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him have one of those nights tonight and kind of just really kind of bring himself into camp. Yeah, that that would be nice. And it's not like he hasn't done anything. I have seen him make some catches here or there. Um, but it, it just raises questions when a fellow rookie and Deion Kane is making so many big plays. Right. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Fountain have a big night. I, I think he's probably due for it. But he's a rookie. He, de- he deserves to be given a chance to develop this. I mean, tonight's going to be his fourth practice. You yeah. Know? Um, Sooner or later, that that show, show out's going to come. Yeah, it, it'll be there. He's he's a really athletic guy. He can jump higher than probably anyone on the team, or at least top three. You know, <laughs> I'd say probably yeah. higher than the defensive backs that are covering him. So, um, you know, you also have to think about the quarterbacks he's working with. They just they don't really open up the playbook for those guys all the time. Right. Um, They'll throw it to him if he's open, and a lot of these guys don't have chemistry yet. It's 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 just not a big deal yet. You know, maybe during the preseason we'll see some of those things. Yeah. Tonight I'm focusing on the offense again. Uh, Andrew Walker and I go offense defense every other day. Uh, so Fountain is a guy I'll I'll probably keep an eye for. Um, but yeah, overall tonight it's a, another padded practice. Uh, this will be Andrew's first padded practice throwing. Uh, That'll be fun to we, watch. Yeah, we got Quentin Nelson again. Can he continue to be awesome? Uh, <laughs> Deion Kane, got to keep watching him. Uh, you know well, another guy, Cason Williams. Yeah, guy he, he's, he's made some plays. Yeah, nothing, nothing super flashy, but he's beating his defender. Yeah, he's he's catching running. passes while diving or yep. falling to the ground, things like that. Yeah, yep. he's a guy that not a lot of people know the name of, mm-hmm. but he's one of those guys that needs to kind of have one of those big practice moments as well, just to kind of bring his name out in mm-hmm. camp. So, Jake, I'm looking forward to tonight's practice. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Yep. Thanks for joining me on the Colts cast today, brother. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, we're going to have as many of these as we can, whatever you know, whenever it becomes necessary to bring some more stuff out we're going to do that um and as always make sure you guys are getting a stampede blue for all your indianapolis colts news and analysis jake thanks again my man no problem thank you sir folks we will talk to you guys all next time right here on the colts cast It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. 
and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.